Dude, did you eat the stickers that are all over it? Yeah, it was gross. Of course it's gross. It's a sticker. Bro. I eat stickers all the time, oh, dude. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes twice-weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. This last Friday, we brought you a panoply of LRB hosts to discuss a cornucopia of topics. Today is a Monday show where we recap the previous week's TBTL. I'm Hillary H. Baum, Livingston Butler, coming to you from the middle-aged momish person studios in the Legend Oaks neighborhood of Austin. Since it is unbecoming for this middle-aged mom to host alone, joining me today from the Deer Blind Studios and the Mountain Room at the Ranch at Manchac, Texas, is Mike, Mr. Sort of Limited Frizzell. Hi, Mike. <laughs> sort of limited. Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing better now. Yeah, good. Down, now that you're talking. <laughs> uh, also joining me from the primary residence studios in Kenmore, New York, is Bobby, Mr. Impossible Pape. Hi, Bobby. Hello, Hillary. Sorry, I'm distracted because once we started recording, my mom decided to start texting me. Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. We don't need Fantastic. to stop down. I'll just handle this while we're talking. It's fine. <laughs> What's it about? What's going um, on over there? It's uh, it's house clean-out day back in Webster, and since we only live an hour away now, I had offered to go by this afternoon and lend my support by way of, I guess, both emotional, uh, whatever, and brawn. And uh, she just stopped responding last night, but then just now asked, what time can I come over today? Perfect. So, Perfect. Uh, Perfect basically, timing, whatever, Katie. we're done with this. <laughs> Sucker. Um, all right, well... Welcome, you guys. Um, today, as per usual, we're going to go over some LRB business, uh, do the uh, sparkling week in review, um, then a little bit of housekeeping, and of course, how to get involved. And with that, Bobby, take the LRB business. Should be back with the car in a couple of hours. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, the LRB business first <laughs> with the Friday show. Uh, last Friday was the last Friday of the month. God. Sorry. May was a very fast month for me, uh, and we had a lot of fun. There were six of us on the show. It's it's kind of amazing in hindsight that the technology that we used to record did not fail us. <laughs> and uh, we had just a cavalcade of topics and fun, including our Dairy Queen. So thank you, Parker Posey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> for that. That's my favorite moment. <laughs> Get a Coke if you're thirsty. To strap through. <laughs> Did you know that New York was an island? Sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> uh, Mike, I was a little surprised that you got short shrift on um, the manager position. I mean, I'm fine with Christy being Mr. Manager, but um, Mike, you're the only one of us who has like extensive commercial chain restaurant <laughs> management experience <laughs> well uh i think uh i think meredith can handle the kitchen she's uh that's true she's she's had that job before i'll i'll be i'll manage the front of the house we'll split okay. we'll split the the shift the the audience is a little split on whether or not you should be doing that while wearing the cone costume or the <laughs> blizzard costume the cones in the lead i think but there are definitely a few people like me who understand the practicality of you wearing the one-legged cone costume. Right. For, or the, for the spoon. The blizzard, rather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Which leg would be the spoon if you had to choose? <laughs> um, I'm better at balancing on my uh, right stump than my left because I've had it longer. Okay. See so uh, I think I would go with the right stump. More on that in a minute. But before we do that, I want to read a throw your phone. Actually, it's a hug from Kalina. Um, she actually had the hat trick this week of feedback, but <laughs> we'll just do the first one now. She writes, I have a hug your phone for once because I love all you jerks. Kalina, I'm not sure that you understand that love and jerks is sort of a... Anyway, today's show with all the hosts is just the best and exactly the palate cleanser I needed this week. LRB equals TBTL listeners group therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or true. enabling, because if, if you truly love jerks and it's ruining your life, you know, loving yeah. six more jerks is probably a bad thing. Uh, just wait, Kalina. Next week, we introduce new LRB co-host, Lisa Weinberg, <laughs> who's here to lead some exercises. Wait, what is what is Meredith's mantra now? Like, I hear you. I disagree with you. <laughs> uh, that's oh, I yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's this what we is all worth repeating. So let me pull up the Friday episode, which was titled The Sisterhood of the Traveling Underwear, which I could have... <laughs> Thanks, Anne, for that <laughs> editor's choice on that one. Uh, this is, uh, she hears us, she understands us, and she disagrees with us. That's Meredith's mantra. We all just need to keep reminding ourselves of that. We hear yep. you, we yep. understand you, we disagree. But with love. <laughs> uh, Mike, as long as we're thinking about you in that blizzard costume and your stumps, why don't you give us a stump date? Uh, well, just real quick on that. On Friday, I got uh, an, another new, um, I call it the basket part of the uh, the prosthesis on my left leg. So we're getting closer to all shrunk down on that and getting in the, the final basket, which makes it the easiest to walk. But the biggest news is pictures were taken yesterday and y- y'all saw it on my page um, but by now we're recording on Saturday morning. I think, I think we might be listed. Yeah. I think we might be listed in Kyle. So an insect museum is on sale in Kyle and the, uh, the curator myself does not convey. I will not be, I will not, uh, <laughs> will no longer be in the position. This is, uh, making its way to Facebook, uh, for sale, make offer. Yeah. <laughs> for sale. I told you that Bridget and I might, if they all have an open house, you know we love an open house. I'm going down there. I'm going to check out your bedroom again. <laughs> your old bedroom, there's I no, guess. <laughs> there's no bed on there to roll around on. MTV crib style. This is where the magic happens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Kyle is far, but I am going to Kyle for uh, the ballet recital today. So listen, we might take a detour. Why don't you go next oh, then? You Tell go. us about that because uh, yeah, that's it. You got a busy weekend here. I do. It's it's my first. It's and foremost, it's my eleventh anniversary. Happy anniversary, bub. Uh, we always say eleven, whatever years of magic, which is sort of a joke, but it's kind of true. Uh, eleven years of magic. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. It's in you know many ways. I guess this is so cliche. It seems like yesterday, but actually, it seems like it was a thousand years ago. But it's all good can't believe it we made it uh so far uh just kidding and um and along with that to because everybody wants to celebrate their 11th anniversary by going to a ballet recital it's everybody's dream of you know watching 
anywhere from four-year-olds to 11-year-old girls uh, dancing for three hours. So that's what we're going to be doing this afternoon. Um, it should be fun. I'm rude because I keep calling it a dumb recital in front of my daughter. And it's just as she's over ballet, we're over ballet. It's kind of, we're all kind of over it. So this is the like final hurdle we have to get over and then we're done. Uh, my daughter is it the a we we paid for it yes we're gonna yes. finish it yes thing? Yeah. well there was a, like sometime yeah, in october there. november they said if you want to do the recital like now's the time to decide and i asked her do you want to do the recital and she was like yep and of course a month ago she said i should have said no um but <laughs> we've already paid for the costume she doesn't love tights or like itchy stuff so it is a battle royale to get it all done but then once she does she again she's sort of like i am where she she can turn it on when she's out there. So anyway, it should be good. I'll mm-hmm. I'll update y'all next week as, <laughs> as it goes. But that's what's doing in this Memorial Day weekend. Well, this is a natural transition because um, speaking of love that's 11 years old, uh, <laughs> Sam and I went to see a community theater production last night uh, of a story of a rich man who falls in love with an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> And because he's rich, he can just have her. Um, and it, it was not a Woody Allen movie, but it was actually <laughs> the musical Annie, which in hindsight is a lot creepier than I remembered it being. It, it kind of is. I mean, I love it, but it kind of is. You, uh, The whole courtship of uh, Warbucks and Annie is... Um, it's so gross that you put it like a courtship. Gross. <laughs> it's it's really something else and then uh when you're sitting in the second row of a community theater production of annie it's uh it's even a little weirder um we had some friends in the show this was down south of uh down south of buffalo down in the springville area which is past even where listener bet lives and i'm going to keep mentioning bet because yes. every time i yeah, around, go, go ahead what exit <laughs> oh, it's down it's down the 219. They're not even numbered down there, but it's Springville. Oh my uh, goodness. We had so we had some friends in the show and so we made the schlep down there to see it and they were great and the show was pretty good although the band was awful. I'm oh. sorry if anyone if that gets back to them, but uh the pianist knocked her metronome off the piano during the Ooh. overture and it it beeped in time through the first song. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part was that they weren't always performing in that meter. So <laughs> at that tempo rather. So, uh, it was, it was a, a bit of a distraction, but otherwise it was very nice. And, uh, I just wanted to share that some of these things just don't hold up. As I noted at intermission last night, it's just a Herbert Hoover character assassination hit piece. So it's so crazy until I, you know, I grew up with the one from the seventies and I loved it. I loved it. And I have always, Dave always teases me that, I don't like TV shows. Like Dave's favorite TV shows are like Sanford and Son or whatever, inter, um, All in the Family. And I don't like shows because I'm a snob. I don't like shows where people are poor. It like depresses me, with the exception of Roseanne, I guess, back in the day. I always had these like fantasies of, you know, having a rich uncle or whatever to swoop me away like I like different strokes because it was like this rich person fantasy of just being like I'm rich now so I loved Annie for that and I love the part where she's dancing around like in all of her satin sheets and everything but it is super weird like the older you get you think wait this is odd and I totally didn't get that his name was Warbucks like I didn't even like like I just thought that was the last name and I'm like oh it's this like World War II kind of era 
thing of he represents this. I don't know, you know, a little slightly deeper than I thought it was. But yeah, it's still super weird. Yeah. The other part that really freaked me out is that the actor playing FDR stood for his bows. (laughs) Which seems like an undeveloped miracle story right at the end of the show. Yeah. It was the Warm Springs. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, uh, support community theater and support your friends. That's my point. For sure. Uh, We have a couple more through your phone moments, but I think we'll tackle them uh, as we go. Um, Surprisingly, not as many, but we're recording this on Saturday morning. We could talk about how great this Sunday is for a really long time and labor it. But we're recording earlier than we normally do, so I expect we'll see more phones more phones thrown over the weekend. I said happy Sunday to my garbage man that never comes. I said. <laughs> you got that compost out there this morning, Mike? Nice and punctual. Yeah, we, get, we have a whole, whole spread of pictures on my Facebook page next to the Kyle house. <laughs> And how was that dumb recital, Hillary? It was nice and dumb. I think it was it was the dumbest, but you know, we yeah. got through it. All right, let's get on to our weekend review, starting with Monday twenty six forty four. Tell them the Sean sent you. It's a Monday morning edition of TBTL, and Sean Dettori is in the house, uh, in the Cobro Kai Dojo, <laughs> the Cobro Kai, the poor boy Kai Studios <laughs> Dojo, Cobro. Uh, we learned that uh, Sean is doing voiceover work now, uh, not for a company, but on his own um, on his own back uh, with a Fiverr page. You can pay Sean five dollars plus a lot of fees to have him record your voiceover work for whatever you want. Uh, and if you're thinking, "Boy, we should take advantage of that," yes, we should. I'm already thinking about that. So you can hire Sean to read your spot or voicemail outgoing message. It's like you one way. Wait, don't tell me. <laughs> And Sean is a panelist. Now, wait, wait, don't tell me. Uh, and the guys run him through his paces with some test voiceovers. Uh, I thought it was really funny. I thought that they, I, I love Sean. I mean, it's always great when there's just a third person that brings in a different element. And Sean's so comfortable with them that, uh, you know, there wasn't explaining to do. It just was like a comfortable. And he's, Sean has a good voice. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. It, Sean has a distinct voice. Yes. yes. Uh, I don't know that he could sell me a Chevy truck, but then again, no. I don't think anyone <laughs> could sell me a Chevy truck. <laughs> then we move on to the uh, dazzling doe-ner, because doe is money. <laughs> and uh, this leads to a tangent about Luke having gone to Din Tai Fung, and it's coming back on him a little bit, even though it was yesterday's breakfast. Oh, my God. That's the metabolism of middle age. Welcome, Luke. You just you're not processing the food as quickly. The thing about this story that that uh, I I can't believe uh, Andrew let him get away with first of many things this week. Um, he said he went to breakfast. They open at ten. They just they're opening at ten for lunch. And then he proceeded to yeah talk about there weren't there was you know he they he didn't have the bacon and eggs. He had the dumplings. So he had dumplings for lunch at 10. 10. Oh, my goodness. This is like when pizzerias, uh, if they get a catering order, will make breakfast pizza, like with, with eggs on pizza, scrambled eggs on pizza, or eggs mm-hmm. and bacon on pizza. Um, it would be funny if they did some some uh, soup dumplings with just a just a little piece of breakfast sausage in there instead of the normal pork. Just a pork. little twist. Yeah. Yeah. 
little little pancake batter, little sauce dipping maple syrup on the side. Oh. <laughs> uh, but then they'd have to be open for breakfast, which means six, not ten. <laughs> I managed to go out for breakfast this morning before we recorded. I walked around the corner to a little Greek place, you know, because they open at seven, I think, for breakfast this morning. Not ten. And as you guys I saw, I sent you a picture because they had a picture of bacon on the menu labeled bacon. <laughs> That's great. So glad to know they had bacon. Oh, bacon. Oh, I forgot about bacon. They have it here. Honey, the, honey, they have the bacon. Should we get a bacon? The uh, the onion rings were labeled too, but, you know, they could be mistaken for calamari, I guess. So I see that. Those are some weird looking little onion rings, though, too. That that picture didn't sell me. Well, the, bacon, the, bacon, yeah. I was the bacon didn't look great look either. I, well, I the, think it, the bacon it was, was weird like how it was vertical. the same piece side by side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just copy paste. It was weird, that one. Yeah. Uh, top Story Monday. Rick and Morty has been renewed for a million episodes, which is something Andrew didn't know in advance, despite the fact that the entire world knew, because I think there was a breaking news alert. Yeah. I think right right next to the Amber Alert for the missing toddler in Wayne County was the alert that Rick and Morty has been renewed for like 60 episodes or something. Uh, and then... There's Rick and Morty talk that's not worth summarizing, but the tangent here is that Andrew talks about responding to on the media years and years ago because they didn't cover a week, an election week, the way that he thought they should. And then he realized that he is too on the media as TBTL listeners like us are to TBTL. Hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh we get uh, listener Steve who suggests that they just dedicate 10 minutes of TBTL to recording their WBUR pitch. Andrew says no. More on that to come. So let's not even get into it now. And we end Monday with uh, Luke talking about how he kept accidentally referring to uh, Jason Newman, his deceased friend, very sad, we've discussed that, as Kevin, as in Camaro Kev, and apparently every other guy from Lake Stevens of that age who was also named Kevin. <laughs> Uh, now Christie's joke on Friday's show is actually funny. wait wasn't it Andrew that was saying Kevin not Luke or they both did at some point because I think I, Genevieve, maybe they both did at some Genevieve point. was like stop saying that Andrew <laughs> well but he, she has to say that a lot so you <laughs> yes. have to be more specific <laughs> yeah uh, oh and there was a listener story about uh just renaming their child Kelvin to match a mistaken tattoo <laughs> Which, similarly, my middle name is Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, and my mother tells the story that she wanted it L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E, but they spelled it wrong on my birth certificate, and she just never changed it. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a U and a W and a name I don't even use, yeah, so... so who cares? I mean, that's that's not the difference between Kevin and Kelvin. <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> How do you feel about it, Bobby, though? Would you rather have... Uh, a, a, what seems to be a fancier Lawrence. I can say that, well, it, it was a nod to the uh, Canadian heritage, I guess, although we are not really French-Canadian, we are Anglo-Canadian. Uh, I I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the, when I was taking French for three years I in high school, I, I did go by Laurent. Uh, for a while so i guess mm -hmm. i went i went by laurent until my french teacher could just not remember it and started calling me robert and i said whatever i don't care uh, <laughs> so 
I mean, yeah, the U was handy then, but no, I don't care. And briefly in high school, I wanted to be the asshole who went by Robert L. Pape. I I never did an R.L. Pape because R.L. Stein ruined that. Yeah, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Did you also carry a briefcase? Of course I did. No, that was that was elementary school. I I carried a briefcase now, and in fact, uh, I have another briefcase. It's not the same one I have back there, but it's sitting right next to me on my desk right now. And if you open it up, there's just an apple core and half a sandwich. No, um, <laughs> opening it right now, you hear that. Yep, if you open it's right an old now, school one with the. Is... Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's an American Tourister brand. My mother got it for me in in college. I think my dad has something uh, like that. Oh, and yeah, my, uh, my TBTL frisbee still in one piece is in it because that's how often I use it for business. <laughs> uh, we got on a tangent there. No, Lawrence is fine with the W. I don't care. And I, I just, I dropped my middle initial a long time ago. What's yours, Mike? Okay, yours, well, you're guess... Andrew, right? That's your middle? Yes. Well, I mean, Livingston is it now, but I tried to keep all of my names because I liked all of them. But my middle name was Garrett, which I kind of like because it's and that's, mm. well, it was my grandmother's maiden name. And now it's Bridget's middle name. I just like name my children after me because Rory's middle name is Livingston. Poor Dave. I'm like, you got the last name. I get the middle names. <laughs> oh, that's a good strategy. Yeah. I like that. Sam. Sam dropped her maiden name completely, and she kept her middle right. initial. She kept her J, and just had no honor for her family. Well, it's they're rude too because they really do make you. The Social Security office makes you choose. I was like, can I have four names? They were like, no, you can't fit it on there because Hillary Garrett Livingston Butler would be a really long name. They'd have to. What are you, a Spaniard? <laughs> no, exactly. They'd have to How many minimize names the do you font. Need? I need all of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. first of her name. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, first of her name, Tuesday twenty six forty five. First of what's his name? Uh, the the big news right out of the gate is they filed for, of course, belatedly filed for, and received generously received an extension for the WBUR, um, who's who's. Best podcasting now, kids or whatever the contest is. <laughs> what is it really? What is it actually called? Bob? I've never heard it. America's Kids Got Podcasting. <laughs> oh, no, that's it's, it. um, it's a WBUR Next Great Show contest because it's not a podcast. That's what we have to remember. This is for a, a the the winner gets the chance to record and produce a pilot under the auspices of WBUR, uh, and if that pilot is successful, then you know you're. You're in it to win it. Your future is bright. Okay. Well, um, I, th- I, I really didn't think they would end up doing this pitch, and it pissed me off. And now they're going to do it, and it pisses me off. So I just don't know what I, what they can do for me at this point. That's not going to make me mad about this thing. Well, I, you know, it just is. It's so half-assed, and it's going to be so half-assed. They're not even going to turn it in until right up against it. And and I think maybe Phyllis had said this at some point, like a lot before even they decided to do it. The likelihood, honestly, that two middle-aged white guys are going to be chosen for this is really slim. I mean, it's just, I mean, not to be like, I don't know. It's just not going to happen. We have enough of those voices, and I think WBR, BUR probably has some awareness of that, and they're not going to kind of want to yeah. do the same thing, you know, have two guys talk, yucking it up about stuff. 
Unless it was really, yeah, really, that... really excellent, which it's not going to be. Yeah, if they'd been working on it all week, like we're going to do a segment every week where we do this, and, and then they could just call the very best. And part of what I thought that program would actually be would would um, would be them bringing on a guest or guests to address the the thing. You know, they're from their world of all the public radio people that they know. You know, yeah. someone has yeah. a question about you know. A, a, Eating a sandwich upside down or something. You, yeah. Then you get your friend Dan Pashman yeah. on it. Yeah. You know? Destroying public art, Robert Smith. Uh, being a smartass, Ken Jennings. They have a real deep bench of, of people that they could pull in that would get, you know, it's sort of like uh, Letterman or, <laughs> let me use a reference for someone who's currently on the air. Uh, is Conan still have a show? Yeah. Basically, uh you know, you could rely on them to always bring you an interesting guest every week. So it doesn't actually matter who it is or what the topic is. You know, you're going to get a good third party input. And they're sure. just a conveyance for the guest. Yeah, but instead they're going to record what they, uh, 10 minutes and then just use that 10 minutes. It doesn't, doesn't sound promising to me. And if, if you're two, if you're two uh, middle-aged white guys that want to do a show, you do a podcast. That That's a radio <laughs> show that they're, that they're trying to get podcasts are just now the, the the garage band the dad band of this generation mm -hmm. isn't it like i'm probably never going to reach a point where i decide that i i can play bass and i'm going to get my yeah. friends together to cover great songs from the 80s i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna move this little recording setup out to the garage and uh we're gonna keep doing this <laughs> you're gonna be the james belushi of uh <laughs> Podfather. <laughs> this let's just say this was a very difficult week to enjoy the show with pure love in your heart for not not I mean Andrew didn't do anything wrong this week, but this was a hard week to like Luke. Yeah. Because of the way he pushed Andrew on this thing. And now Andrew's gonna put something in that he you know, the last thing he ever puts in the world when it's his completely his responsibility uh, is something shitty and he's going to be sending in something that's probably not going to be shitty by anyone else's standards, but by his standards and by the standards of, you know, people that should, should be concentrating on such a pitch because you, you bet all the 19 others are putting a lot more effort yeah. and care into their, into their um, pilots or, you know, so we we haven't discussed this, but I would like to play devil's advocate for a moment. Please go ahead. What if it's not shitty? <laughs> I mean, not not just by uh, general standards, because most podcasts and even a lot of radio is just unlistenably bad. Possibly including this podcast. Um, no. <laughs> we love you, tens of. Uh, tens of tens, our listeners, the, the tens, tens of CBTL, who, tens, tens, ooh, why didn't we ever call our listeners the tenths? That would have been really good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let me find the right words for this. Baby, airplane, you lose the <laughs> argument. Now I have to edit. Uh, no, I'm not going to. No, uh, Luke has this uncanny ability to charm his way into everything, right? And Andrew 
has the ability to make things reasonably listenable. Those are their strengths. Those strengths combined might be enough to win this contest. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I really uh, wonder is the the topic, as we discussed previously for this pitch, I think is actually really promising for a public radio audience. Mm-hmm. And um, it could work. It could work. And, they, and Luke could be charming and Andrew could be a good producer. We know it's possible. Technically, it doesn't usually happen, but it's possible. Definitely not this week, but it's possible. And, uh, and I disagree with the premise that maybe it won't go to two white guys because looking at the history of public radio, it usually goes to two white guys. I agree, but I, I think it usually does. But I think that times are changing a little bit. And I, Oh. I, th- I think I think probably what will happen. I mean, I don't know how they're siphoning it out, but I think that they'll probably make like the next round and they'll get kind of close, but I don't think they'll ultimately get it. I don't think it'll be bad. I mean, you're right. Luke is really charming and can be off the cuff, even like just he can put a, a show on. Um, and when Andrew's concentrating, he can be a good producer. But um, I, I just I can't imagine that it goes to like number one. I just would be shocked. I would be shocked. I mean, I guess sort of pleasantly, but I would be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't want to count them out because uh, this is when this is when Luke thrives. Yeah. Is when he's just being relied on to win over an audience. Well, I just. The difficult thing here is, yeah, I, I think they're capable of putting in something great and i think they'll put in something decent but they talked about on their road trip to austin they talked extensively about doing this project and what they are going to turn in i don't think sounds like what they envisioned for the for the show so and and the my warning to those who uh encourage them to submit and try to get a full-time national radio gig uh tbtl is not forever yeah so if you're rooting for them here then i hope you enjoy their saturday afternoon show (laughs) (laughs) too bad there's a bunch of people who throw way too much money at making tbtl happen (laughs) yeah yeah they as, as long as they'll just record five minutes a day hey hey how's it going oh not bad all right well i was actually, later i was offering that up to you as a transition to the fact that i was the donor of the day on thursday <laughs> oh sorry I was, I was getting getting mad over here um of course this was your this was your moment bobby and I, my my question to you is normally during the donor of the day they will go on to lots of tangents and go lots of directions and take 15 to 20 minutes in the donor of the day section. How does that feel when it's happening to you? Cause I, I'm not a dazzling donor. Well, I, I and the tangents are washing over you and you alone. <laughs> I, uh, knowing this, when I put in my, my copy, I just turned into the slide. <laughs> I, I basically uh-huh. wanted to give them a donor of the day blurb that I thought would derail the entire show. Yep. My goal was to take them off topic for as long as possible. That's why I put in um, an eighties commercial that I knew that Andrew would get excited about. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, maybe maybe it'll appear on after these messages next. I don't know. I'm a few episodes behind on ATM. Uh, yeah, I just figured I would give them as much to talk about as possible. And in fact, they didn't even read the whole message because at the very end of my message after that, they got so far off track, they ran out of time. But I did say if there was any time left for my message that I would appreciate them playing some of the George Brett tape. And mm-hmm. they didn't even get to that. So that's okay. All right. Well, there's some talk about uh, Superman and reversing time because they were talking about uh, neither one of them, I guess, wants to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. I didn't know that was something guys just asked each other. Hey, would you would you go? Well, it depends. Do I have a choice of getting in a barrel or not being in a barrel? Probably I'll take barrel. I don't know. Let the barrel take the take the hit. I don't know. Yeah. It was that was quite a tangent. Um, <laughs> it really was. Niagara Falls is really interesting. It's probably not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> go to go to the museum when you go there to get married. Yeah. I'm just avoiding getting to the top story because it's so cringeworthy. <laughs> it's really uh, every time they played it, I was like, no, stop. Please stop. Are the we convinced video... are we convinced that this isn't a long con because he is seriously going to be sponsoring or or whatever the face of a cell phone carrier <laughs> mr Unlimited, right because i had that, that was same, a good joke that was it wasn't quality. my it wasn't my original joke i i think it might have been christy or someone in the chat but like i well luke told me it was your joke so i'm arresting you oh god in the name of joke theft <laughs> I sincerely thought when I when he first started saying unlimited over and over again that it was going to be that he was the new spokesman for singular or singular T-Mobile <laughs> <or> <laughs> one of those shitty not Verizon or AT&T ones. <laughs> well, the part that actually made me cringe the most, I mean the Mr. Unlimited is just like, ugh. but when he's sort of teeing it up and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not that exciting. I'm excited." <laughs> that stressed me out so much and luke and andrew were right they're like why didn't you just start over you could just start over and write some questions that can be answered with mr unlimited (laughs) instead of really specific questions that don't evoke that answer he's got he's got god he's got physical talent he's got a conventionally attractive wife he should probably just quit while he's ahead. <laughs> I I just don't get why we as Seahawks fans always have to be saying, don't get me wrong. I love Russell Wilson. I mean, we, we, okay. We, who would ever say that you wouldn't love the way he plays and the way he represents your team? Don't worry. I don't think that you're by saying he's a corny bastard. Um, that that you're saying you don't like him. He's just corny as hell. Yeah, he's a nerd. That's why I, um, it can't be one of those off-brand carriers because you have to have some street credibility. Be like the Boost Mobile <laughs> person. And they would just say, Russell Wilson, no, no, I'm off Boost Mobile. Absolutely not. Yeah, it was just, it was <sighs> really, really awkward and cringeworthy. But, you know, I mean, I always like to embarrass Russell Wilson. He, he threw a interception to Malcolm Butler. I love it. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're groaning for very different reasons. 
I mean, we're upset that the Seahawks lost that Super Bowl for very different reasons. <laughs> yes, yes. I, there was a, they talked about a contest where someone got to spend a lot of time with Russell Wilson, and I was like, no thanks. Well, the thing about I'll like watch him play and then I'll go home. I feel like the thing with um, athletes that are really, really, really good, like all athletes, they've been so highly focused on one thing for most of their lives that they don't develop other parts of their personality. So they're not interesting mm-hmm. to hang out with. I mean, it's interesting probably to like, I don't know, see what it's like to be a, what his daily grind is. But honestly, all they do is, you know, eat exactly the right things, work out and rest. And that's kind of, I think, and like probably right. play video games. I feel like right. that's kind of it. So it's not interesting. Rather spend spend a spend a night with Newman. Rest in peace, Newman. Because <laughs> yes. he he knew how to live. He wasn't you know he wasn't just sitting there not eating tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not eating tomatoes. There's there's Pixies talk all over this show from front to back. I don't know from Pixies, and that's, that's so that's a, it's a kind of a rough go when it's a back and forth on the Pixies I, all day. I like the Pixies. I like the song Here Comes Is it Your the Man. Pixies or Pixies? <laughs> I think it's the Pixies. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the Pixies, but I don't the care. What if you're wrong? <laughs> well, then you can. Uh, Luke's been a little busy on verdicts this week, but if we can find a judge who's available, then you can take <laughs> right. me to him. Right. His docket has been. It's full. <laughs> pixies defense. Anyone? I mean, I no, like they're the Pixies. Fine. Yeah. yeah, I think there's no need to defend. I think Day's a really big fan of them. That's one of those that I enjoy. Yeah, there's songs that I like, but I'm not a super fan. All right. Well, we'll move on to a uh, voicemail from Stewbot slash Riverboy. Uh, this is the kind of joke that I really like. You you come up with the punchline and then you you work backwards and get yourself a joke. <laughs> In his new podcast, why is this happening? Uh, I, I, I'm going to give it a whirl. You know, I'm going to give it a stay in court. You know, because my docket's more wide open than Luke's. Stu's great. <laughs> yeah, we really we should There's have him a, back on. It's been a while. I know. Do another. Oh, I know. I a summer show, a summer song show, because his are actually good. Yeah. Yeah, I did right. a, a needle drop, and and, and I got uh, the stew show a while ago, and I the the one where we talked about his failed vasectomy <laughs> had me laughing the whole time. <laughs> who fails a vasectomy? <laughs> I mean, who, who does go gets denied a vasectomy? It's a great story. It's it's the best. Um, there's an email from. Uh, Someone named Fluffy, who Shay meets a graduation cupcake that said, you did it, <laughs> on there. I like that. I thought that was cute. I mean, a cupcake's a cupcake, right? Yeah. 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 Tastes the same. You just got to be ready with a story if someone, you know, the, the someone at the counter gets all conversational with you. Uh, my, my office, my cube mate found out she wasn't pregnant. So I'm going to give her this. <laughs> you did. It. Uh, let's see. There's an email from, uh, Han- <laughs> there's an email, um, uh, from Hannah that has a sad gum story. Uh, she ended up just having to eat some chiclets or something. 
And it, but it led to a story that really needs to be more fleshed out, and that is when Susie was babysitting, when Luke's mother was babysitting, um, someone offered her a a dresser, and she decided she would take that that free dresser, and made one of the kids help her move it, and the kid got uh, crushed by the dresser. That's uh, that's a pretty bad babysitter right there. That's pretty bad. Um, anything, anything really, I mean, I, my, my brother babysat me, so it was just us brawling. Um, (laughs) any, any bad babysitting you've ever done or, or had done to you, Hillary? Um, I was a, like in retrospect, like I am sort of embarrassed, but I babysat a fair amount when I was in middle school, which is hilarious because I would never let a middle schooler babysit Bridget and Rory, but apparently I, at age 13 was fine in like 1993 or whatever. But, um, I would always like, I'm like a fat kid at heart. Uh, and sometimes in reality, and I would eat like all of their food. Like I'm so rude. Mm-hmm. And now if I came home and the babysitter had cleared us out of like, do you remember? I don't feel like people don't get these anymore, but do you remember like people would get blocks of cheese? Like there was always like a block yeah, of cheese. Yeah, the big Tillamook yes, block. Yeah. Of like Colby Jack, which is like not a real cheese. Mm-hmm. And I would just eat the whole block of cheese. Um, <laughs> yes. I know it was really good. Yeah, my my best friend and I would trade back and forth of who'd be babysitting. We're like, she would text me or she'd call me and say, there's new cheese block there. So we'd be really excited. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is really bizarre. I'm sure that I mean I guess we did an okay job. I guess we did an okay job, but I don't I don't remember like carrying them. I just was rushing them to bed most of the time, which is not actually totally different from me being a parent. Like, please go to bed, please go to bed, please go to bed. But mm-hmm. um I not super horror stories, just probably a little bit lackadaisical. And I would always I would send the kids to bed and I would turn on David Letterman. And that's like my memory of babysitting. So I mean, you know, mm. you can make bank though. I mean, it's do a lot worse. Yeah. And it's, you know, tax free, you know, it's not supposed to be, I guess, but it is. And you can make some good coin. I just thought of the two of you, which one was going to bring a nostalgic block of cheese story. <laughs> it would not. My be. money wasn't on you, Hillary. Yeah. I like it's an upset. <laughs> I did it. Big block of cheese day on. <laughs> on oh. LRB. I know. Cool. Uh, we should do that sometime. We actually. should. We should. The only bigger upset would be if, if she were the next one to start a, a conversation about my yam bag. <laughs> God damn it. Now I have to reset the counter. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so Tuesday goes out with a whimper. Someone says, oh, Luke says, that's the show, I guess. <laughs> and then they start talking about the Pixies again. And I... I ripped out my earbuds. So if it, anything happened after that, um, it, it's a mystery to me. <laughs> it's a mystery. All right. Does that take it to Wednesday? All right. Yeah. Take it away, middle-aged momish person. It's me. I'm up. Um, it's good that we didn't record this on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday because I would have been a little bit more fired up. But I have... I've settled into things a little bit. I'm not as quite as angry. Anyway, okay, let's get it started. Luke comes in hot about this dumb tweet battle that he got into. Um, a, somebody he's friends with, maybe I guess from Livewire, 
retweeted this woman's tweet and it was this uh, meme, I guess, of a cat like waiting for her husband to come home. It's fine. Coming back from sea. It's a like minorly funny joke. It's sort of funny. Well, Luke decides to get. It's kind of in the like masterpiece theater. No, or or who are those old guys, Ivory or whatever? Oh yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The, the, from the Muppets. The wistful, you know, looking out across the ocean and the breeze in the in the kitty's face. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's, a, it's it's British vibe. Yeah, it's like chuckle chuckle. Well, Luke decides to. It irritates me because he wasn't even involved in it. He just it was on his on his Twitter feed, but he decides to kind of go after this woman a little bit and say, "You know that this was you know you're copying somebody's joke." And he he you know shows his work before when he retweeted somebody else's um, you know version of this. And uh, there's I don't really care that much about. The like whether it's a meme or whether it's not that's sort of stupid semantics to me one but these are the things that irritate me in like no real order but one when Luke shared like you know you're stealing this right when he shared the one he didn't even like show the person that created it it wasn't him it was somebody else if he's so pissed about this and why wouldn't he say like you need to credit it to this person that a number one irritated mm-hmm. me and he kept talking to me I had no awareness of that okay and then two and this goes to Friday, too, because he has, I think when Luke sees Red, he says whatever, and then kind of doesn't understand what he said or how it's sort of hurtful. Again, I think it's silly and dumb that he's getting into these Twitter beefs, but, you know, I guess it is content, and he has psychological problems, so it's fine. It's, like, sort of funny for the show. But when he says it's sort of unbecoming for a middle-aged mom person to be doing this. I was like, fuck you. And I think I had uh, like approximately 20 excited marks on our run sheet because Mm -hmm. Luke is a motherfucking middle-aged dad. So why is it unbecoming of this woman to do it? It doesn't matter. That's what it's so frustrating. And he kept saying, she's middle-aged. She's a middle-aged mom person. She's a middle-aged mom person. You're the exact same. You're probably, you know, close to the same age. I just, I don't know why he kept harping on it and why it is unbecoming. And it's this whole bullshit about, you know, Letterman will say, well, he hasn't said this as much, but we talked about it earlier about women not being funny. And it's like, you can't handle some, a woman like not rolling over and saying oh I'm so sorry and actually like clapping back at you a little bit it's just really frustrating I feel like a lot of times he just boxes gals into this one section and he like can't if they get sort of like grungy or if they you know get mad at him back he goes straight to this like really sexist and just gross place that makes me really not like him and I really do like Luke but this is where I know he's like such a immature person that when he does get pissed about things he just goes to the quickest rudest thing that he can and I don't know it was just really frustrating and disappointing to me and and they kept fucking bringing it up I mean I know the next on Thursday it wasn't really Thursday it was like the same day that they were recording but he brought it up again on Friday and I was like first of all nobody cares and second of all you look dumb third of all it's just as have some self-awareness that you know of what you said and back down I don't know it was just a really disappointing whole thing and I can take them with a grain of salt and I can you know be like all right whatever this is whatever this is just a dumb 
talk that they're doing and it doesn't mean anything but that like kind of hurt my feelings and I know he didn't mean to and he wouldn't he would say that I'm not that person I don't take it personally but I'm like you're it just it feels it feels I'm embarrassed for him I'm embarrassed for his behavior because I think he's better than that so anyway that's my little my little monologue about that (laughs) sorry you forgot to to say that he also mentioned it twice during the hey dummies yeah oh yeah video yeah this week it's like i fucking get over it i I, he is like a almost famous person um and he needs to get over this it just is it's unbecoming of a fucking public radio person to go on twitter beefs about uncredited fucking dumb memes that's what's unbecoming anyway whatever okay so (laughs) um that was kind of the large part of it. And Andrew, I actually, at first I was like, don't go down this road, Andrew, don't go. But he really, he did start to, but then I kind of thought he saw like, okay, this is sort of silly. It doesn't mean anything. And, and backed Luke off a little bit. So they did back away from it at that moment, at that moment. Um, anyway, they were talking. I don't remember exactly how they got into it, but they moved on to talk about like Italy travel and I was just laughing at like, Luke is so, for somebody who travels so much, he is so bad at travel planning. It is mm-hmm. amazing. I don't, I have one time gone to the wrong airport, which I was horrified that I did it. I was like, I couldn't believe I had done it. And he does stuff like that, like on the regular. It blows my mind. It blows my mind that he is a successful person because I don't know how you get around that. The moment of getting back to the airport a day early (laughs) was the part that really killed me because even more than, say, accidentally trying to board the wrong flight, airports are confusing, gates change, that's why you have to scan your ticket, that's why, as I believe I said recently, the plot of Home Alone would never work in 2018. (laughs) Um, You just fucked a day of your vacation. Yeah. And you just like can't right? read it, like read your ticket. I, I don't, it's so weird to me. It's so weird. And I mean, Dave knows this. If he ever did any, well, I would never let him be in charge of the travel arrangements. That's just like, I, that's my uh, area of expertise. But I, if he ever did something like that, I would like, my eyes would bug out of my head. I don't know what I would do. I like, I don't think I would recover. I think I would be so mad that I like would have to <laughs> be rocking back and forth. That is just uh, beyond me but he finds these women who i guess find it sort of funny and are lighthearted about it which good for them because you have to be if you're going to be with him but i would never ever ever let him plan travel like fucking ever back to the twitter beef um it's a pretty ballsy or foolhardy thing depending on 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 your perspective to be someone who makes the bulk of their living from podcasting um, shitting on middle-aged m- momish types because that is your P one. Seriously, my friend. I know. I mean, I'm I'm just here for that. That's the only reason I'm here in the podcast game. <laughs> you actually make money, so it is so true. The fewer of these these ladies that you offend, probably the better. You dummy. Oh, dumb. And that that was not meant in the hey dummy sense. That was in a this week you were a dummy, and the quicker you apologize for all this, oh, I don't know if he just needs to sit with it or he. Dave and I often talk about this. Um, 
I feel like sometimes if I um, like I get upset with him about something, like a lot of times he'll dig his heels in about it. But if we take a break, both yeah. of us, I mean, obviously everybody mm-hmm. does that. But um, if we like take a moment to like kind of go to our different corners, he and I both will usually, you know, come around to it and see the other side's perspective. But for some reason, Lucas just digging his heels in on this and can't hear anything. I mean, when Andrew was going in on that Friday, I thought, you know, he has to toe this line. You know, he has to walk a tightrope, tightrope of not hurting Luke's feelings, but also kind of representing what's right about this. Luke just couldn't, and he, he just couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. And it blows my mind. He, he does need to see a therapist because he needs to talk this out. It's not, it's not isolated, not isolated to this, but just when he thinks that he's right about something, even how, insignificant it is he just fucking grinds digs his heels in and it's really frustrating and yeah i mean so at some point people are gonna be like well i don't want to listen to you if you're just screaming about stuff all the time mm-hmm. all right <laughs> should we move on from this day of that this is just like part well, one I, wonder, sure. I, I mean we could handle this a couple of ways. We could do that or we could just keep talking about it and get it out of our system. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, Thursday was just a continuation. But what I I did love about it was that Andrew on Thursday was like, are you kidding me? We're still talking about this. And you could tell Luke was pissed that Andrew was dismissive of it, like that it was. he thought it was so important. And I really, you know, sometimes we give Andrew a hard time, but I actually thought Andrew represented himself pretty well this week. Accord with that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not he the first could, time. He could be stronger with it. But. Well, so that's the problem with with Andrew and Luke because Luke is the dominant in their their relationship. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's even though he does less probably on the show, he's definitely the one that's the anchor, and Andrew's the co host. And I, I don't know. They he's he's a little bit scared to to say stuff to him. But as far as that goes, as far as that relationship, I thought he. I don't know. I thought he did himself. A, a, he did a pretty good job of representing, it. and he knew he knew Luke was about to like, you know, bust. So maybe he knew that this was not the time to get into like why you vote situation. This was not a time to like go deep into it. But I think Andrew knows that Luke is wrong. Well, first of all, I'll say I I like Luke and Russell Wilson a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both, but. Uh, you know, when this started, I thought I was Mugatu. I thought I was taking crazy pills because this guy that I like and respect and he's, he's so smart and deals with people so well. I, I thought, am I missing something here? Is this some, is this some mountain worth dying on? Is it, is this it? Uh, and I ended up putting a post on the, on the stents page, just just looking for anyone who agreed and trying, you know, say, I, I think I said, maybe we'll have a little judgment, but, but I need to know is, does anyone agree or can justify Luke's behavior? And we got a, a lot of, um, a lot of feedback, but none of it really supporting him other than, you know, ride or die or whatever. Well, I just got something this morning, um, though, from Jeff Richardson, he, um, he chimed in with, of course I side with Luke. I don't know why a, a boy who's supposed to be a quote-unquote man of the world doesn't make more of a stink about plagiarism. Plagiarism sucks cow anus. Well, 
I agree. Plagiarism is awful, but this wasn't, didn't even approach it. No. Not at all. So, not at all. It's not a thesis, like, you know, for, it's not, um, you know, shattered glass or anything where he's making up sources. It's a fucking Twitter mm-hmm. thing. And it is kind of a meme. I mean, and it's not even, it's again, like we've said, it's not even a real joke that I just don't think that's the heart of it. I think it, that's, somebody said this somewhere, uh, like he's just pissed because this woman got way more retweets and responses than he ever got. <laughs> that's so, that's yes. really that's the source never of it. not possible. Yeah. It's very hard <laughs> right. to have this conversation without using the term butthurt. Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So apparently um, Jeff feels that Luke should continue on in his role of joke police. And when I think about police, uh, I think about people who don't understand what they're supposed to be doing and who they're protecting and that don't like foreigners. And in this case, it looks like <laughs> Luke fits those fits those criteria for for police jealous lives matter mike (laughs) that's awesome i just i want to take a picture of of a sad person wearing headphones or earbuds and i just want to caption it when will my favorite podcast get its head out of its ass Mm. that would be my take on this whole meme conversation because this is two different distinct issues one is Luke right or wrong? He is wrong. I think that's pretty clear about this whole meme versus plagiarism situation. And then the second issue is that in entrenching himself, Luke has shown some very old, sad, frustrating traits of his that we thought I think he had moved on from. Um, I, I immediately asked when this woman's brother was going to show up with a bike chain around his neck to fight Luke, because mm-hmm. this is the story that it reminds me the most of. Like he just can't back down yeah. and he's going to end up saying something regrettable. Well, he did end up saying some regrettable things to you, middle-aged mom types. So. Well, I, and I mean, since we're talking about it on, on, um, Friday when listener Michael wrote in, which I'm like, throw your phone, man, throw your phone. Don't keep it going by you writing in. It just was, you know, a snake eating its tail at this point. But, um, he said that Luke called her a housewife, which it annoys me a little bit because like that was the wrong terminology. So that's where Luke, like it was semantics. I mean, that's exactly what Luke meant, but it's not what he said. So Luke can say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And I'm like, well, you said something equally or worse, equal or worse than Mm -hmm. that. So it's, it's not what you said. It's like the spirit in which you said it. And, um, he has no awareness of it. Again, I, in some ways I understand it when I'm really pissed and I just say things and then you immediately regret it, but he's not to that immediately. What you said, his head is not out of his ass. Like it's, just in there and he can't see he can't see out of it yeah uh can we as long as we're doing all this can we plow through a couple of throw your phone moments that are related to this because i want to i want to encapsulate this conversation and then try to salvage the rest of the week at least that's my instinct (laughs) listener park i may be the only one or i may be the hundredth person to say this but i actually think luke is wrong with his twitter beef the lady does seem to just be playing off a common meme slash joke construction and not outright stealing. Obviously, her and her friend's responses were extremely obnoxious, but Luke was being obnoxious too. Joke theft really annoys me, and I'm not above calling someone out for it. Parentheses, I've done it myself, but I really don't think this qualifies. 
Park, I think you're speaking for the not silent majority. Yeah. So yep. thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kalina in two of three this week. <laughs> I've composed a thousand throw my phones about this stupid meme tweeting things and keep having to delete them. What the actual F who died to make Luke the joke police cleansing breath. Uh, and then I, I'll go ahead and wrap up Kalina's hat trick. Uh, after now having caught up, here's the order of events as I understand them. Number one, Luke tweets a, a woman tweets a pic referencing a known meme. Two, Luke misunderstands what she's doing and mansplains <laughs> memes to her. Three, she and a few of her followers call him out. Four, he goes on TBTL and flames her, being careful to be as condescending as humanly possible. It's just too bad we can't be all as cool as Luke is. The crazy thing is, to me, at the end of the day, he didn't even credit the original person. Like, so I don't understand who he's calling out. I mean, I don't understand what he's calling out because he didn't credit that original person to her. It's just so odd. It's so odd to me that, again, yeah, this is the hill he's going to die on. It's just a weird, weird psychological thing he's going through. I'm just glad that we brought a middle-aged momish type person onto the cast just in time for this. Here she it's is. It's like Luke waited. <laughs> you know, you, we really, we've had you coming in hot the last few weeks. You're still new to the show and you're right in the mix. <laughs> I know. And I try not to be, but man, he's like lighting me up. It's like I got the bat signal, the mom bat signal. It's like somebody's talking shit about you. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh where are we i don't know i talked about italy i just i want to congratulate the tens for not backing him on twitter i mean have having his back in in a bar fight that's one thing but piling on some lady because you have a radio show uh when you're wrong yeah (laughs) Not cool. No, it really kind of died. Like it died on Twitter. Like there yeah. was nothing else besides her, a few followers that said some stuff. But it was like, it, like tumbleweeds blowing by that post. I had the idea that instead of hiring Sean, we should hire her to do some voiceover <laughs> for LRB. Oh my god, that would be but, the hello. ultimate troll. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think we can afford her. No, She's no. an actual, you know, voice. She's not on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> Could have her do that Sean drop that he does in the oh, British yeah. accent. My weight's went one forty six point five, same yesterday. as yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, this week, man. Um, all right, so we could go ahead. We could do library. You could do library talk now. Yes. If we want a little bit of redemption. Let's for Luke. do that because that was definitely um, uh, Nicole was the donor of the day, and she used it to talk about how libraries are the best, um, and they are really. Like I used to, I never went to the library when I was a kid. I mean, I did a couple of times with my parents, but it was not our local library was not a thing. But now having kids. Um, we go to the library a lot and the new library in Austin is badass. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. And I, I mean, I seek refuge there if it's really hot or if it's really cold and you know, they, and I think that, um, that they were right. I think, I can't remember who said it, but they've sort of evolved. I mean, obviously there's still books, but they've evolved into something different. It's for the community. And somebody once said this, I read it somewhere that said, a library is one of the only places you can basically loiter and not be expected to buy anything, which is true. I mean, all you need is a, you don't even need a library card. You can go there and, 
you know, read the books or um, they actually at the new library that you can check out laptops, which I'm sure will get destroyed at some point. But for people who are kind of down on their luck, you can use it to like look for jobs or, you know, it is a resource that you have. Um, and when I, when I was not working with Bridget and we were very poor, I would go to the library all the time and they would have story times. It's just a really great uh, community outpost so yay libraries and and mike has an awesome awesome public library uh t-shirt so we're big supporters yep i haven't been to the library much in a while sam is a is a library fan but i mean nowadays most of even her library lending is on her kindle so yeah. she doesn't actually even which is also a really in. cool thing that they they do is that you can you know check things out on your kindle They've kind of, it's yeah. surprising that a lot of library systems have really like, you know, stepped it up as far as the technology game goes. I mean, obviously some of them are super old, but, but, um, but yeah, it's really cool. My grandmother, there's a really small town called Smithville that's in east of Austin and that's where my grandfather was from. And my grandmother donated a lot of money to the Smithville library. So even this like kind of shitty, she would even say it, kind of shitty small town, uh, has a really nice library and it's just a good resource for a small community. I've been to that library. Well, you have seen probably paintings of my or stuff from my grandparents. So yeah, it's a, the Smithville library is a big deal in our family. The only thing that was disappointing was the surprisingly small erotic section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I just think the population's not quite there, but but maybe it'll... The milk crate under the counter that they pull out when you ask for the erotic section, it's just it's anticlimactic at best. <laughs> just remember, kids, uh, stay out of the... Uh, stay out of the children's section if you're uh, yes. a grown-ass adult with no children. Yes, yes. God. Oh, Andrew... I'm Wednesday kind of rounds out with um, them talking about this pig and then it rolled into them talking about lab pork um, and how they always kind of go back to this. You know, I know that uh, Genevieve doesn't eat pork, uh, but them thinking about being vegetarians or some ilk, but then they both love meat so much that I'm like, this guys, this is not happening uh, like at any time soon. Never. It's never happening. Um, you know, I, I always say that, like, oh, I think I could be a vegetarian, but then you just, you don't even, uh, there's just everything you eat. There's some, you find this, you know, little delicious morsel of, of, uh, pork in it and pork is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I think that the last, I agree with you completely. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, the lab stuff is really interesting and it's probably there's some with, you know, all of our planet like going to shit that I think it is really interesting um, and probably something we should put money towards. But it's it's not really anywhere near here and they're not kind of becoming in vegetarians anytime soon. So shut up. Given how much time we've spent on this episode talking about Twitter beef, I, I don't know that we can actually we don't have time to dive into the problems of real beef. <laughs> no, no. Well, and that's what I always think. They should just like, you know, whatever. Quickly, they should just like, if they they don't necessarily want to be vegetarians, they should just, I don't know, be more um, aware of where their beef slash pork is coming from. But that's a, yeah, a topic for a different day. Um, and right. then they got into thunder thighs versus junk, a uh, topic of arrested development. Uh, I guess people are more leaning into the thunder thighs. I just really don't have an opinion. I think it's thunder thighs. I don't really have an opinion about it, though, honestly. I don't really care. 
I think it's everything because yeah. because he was a never nude. He's he's talking about everything and anything that is showing. Yes. We have officially analyzed this way more than <laughs> the writers of Arrested Development ever did. Probably. Yes. Probably. And so that finally brings in uh, Wednesday. So on to you, Mr. Mike. Okay. Thursday, 2647, Mr. Impossible. Mr. Impossible. <laughs> God. Uh, Andrew's mom thinks that he hates Luke um, and apologizes for liking Luke CBS this morning commentary. I think she might have been referencing a time when um, when Andrew had to work with Tom Curley as a co-host at Cairo because there is real hate there. Yes. so Well deserved. <laughs> very, very well deserved. Uh, they're doing. We find out they're doing multiple recordings when they they do the hilarious Thursday. Um, <laughs> said hi to my Thursday coffee person. Happy Thursday! All that bullshit. Andrew clearly does not want to get into the the Twitter beef talk. He resists, but then eventually he comes and says he agrees. Um, but uh, Luke, Luke, I think Luke uses the phrase. You think he was beneath me, and. Andrew didn't didn't say actually yes. <clears throat> he kind of fudged it, but that's really what he meant. Yeah. Um, this when they they invoked middle aged gal. We talked about that, and Andrew uh, can't resist the joke. Luke says he's staying at the Valley Ho, and Andrew <laughs> says that's what uh, they used to call his grandmother <laughs> in uh, in Pleasant Happy Valley. Ohio. It was a good joke. <laughs> it yeah, it was. It's a good joke. But um the dazzling donor Scott does not attend events, particularly picnics, because of the confusing potluck rules. That's really funny. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> you want some confusing potluck rules. You come to LRB, Scott. I'll give you I'll give you It's some like that rules. meme huh, of the old or like the lady who has like calculations like going and she's thinking of all the like uh like calculus or whatever that's that's the picnic mm-hmm. the LRB picnic rules yep yeah we had we had a spreadsheet <laughs> we had a formula multiple Plug listeners in initials made, and made calculators for this Lynn and I think someone else as well P- yeah. pivot yeah. tables <laughs> They uh, they talk about the Trucktober Facebook thread that um, poor uh, poor Luke didn't get to be a part of, and I think there's a throw your phone on here, is there not? There is indeed from Amy from Thursday. Uh, Amy says, "If only there was a way for Luke to have known about the Trucktober thread as it was happening." Um, hmm. Emoji. Yeah, one that. of the more condescending emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to see that one directed at you because, you know, people think what you're saying is bullshit. <laughs> Top story, the Brandy Chastain bust. Boy, was it a bust. Wow. Whoa. I was I was looking over pictures of the three that they talked about, the Lucille Ball, the Ronaldo, and uh, Brandy Chastain. And I decided, well, they're all terrible, but I've decided that really where they fail Never include teeth. The teeth are really what it gets you. The teeth are mm-hmm. frightening. They look on all of them. They look like they're like 
man eaters like just or right. or that they're like are missing a chromosome or something like it doesn't mm. with Ronaldo that's what it looked like you're like ooh what happened there and he is a really good looking yeah, guy yeah something just off <laughs> yeah um but yeah that's it's a it, so whoever said it looks like a high Jimmy Carter is like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what anybody else was looking at high Jimmy Carter or or Mickey Rooney, <laughs> if that isn't John Voight, I mean, I'm a monkey's uncle. That is some John Voight right there. All right. Top story two. A guy gets a ticket, fights it, got fined, but somehow got the cop's personal info. That that was, to me, the most interesting part of the story, but we, we didn't find that that part out. They just hand out the cop's yeah. info down at the police station. You know, hey, I need to call Steve. What's his? Uh, grab his cell from you? No, I don't think that's happening. I liked that the guy went classic with his cop burns with donut jokes. <laughs> yeah, he was playing the cop hits, right? <laughs> because I've updated in Austin. It's like shooting dogs. That's yeah, that's, that's all right. they really yeah. like to do yep. here. Is just shoot your dog. Yep. It's a very progressive city. In the rest of Texas, we just shoot the black person. Here, we just shoot their dog, and then just call it even, and that's a day for the Austin cops. Sorry. Uh, Andrew and Luke both have driving rage and indignation issues, which they've told many stories of mm-hmm. over the years. Um, Luke tells his meter maid story again, and it's dawning on him as he ages how awful he was to that person because uh, i i think he was he's told this story a few times on the show and he each time he's a little more horrified at his own behavior mm-hmm. so i think we're watching it in slow motion i'm glad he's evolving but it's wild to me that he's just realizing what a dick he was being i mean it sucks to get a ticket mm-hmm. but yeah once they start it they can't stop they they it's just how it goes. Sorry, man. And also, Luke parks like a dick all the time. So it's not surprising. Yeah. Like, it, he probably deserved to get the ticket. Look, he put a note on the parking meter asking for a late checkout. <laughs> if the maid interrupts him at that point, it's really that person's fault. Yeah. They knew going in. That's right. All right. So um, there's the Blur's Day. Your favorite. Shout outs. Yeah, those are fantastic. And then Luke brings up uh, the Neil Hamburger thing again, uh, and and he thinks that we don't get that it was a bit. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe there's a couple tens out there that didn't know it was a bit. The rest of us, it was one of the times in show history where we considered stop, yeah. unfollow, unsubscribe. It yeah. it was the first show that I didn't listen like I just stopped it and deleted it and I think I might have taken a break for like a week or whatever because it annoyed me so badly I couldn't get I knew it was a joke I knew it was a joke I I, obviously I know who he is it's not fucking funny and they're not the thing that I hate is they think that they're a little bit smarter than us that they just didn't get it and I'm like no we fucking got it and it wasn't funny it was really annoying and I can get into some absurdist yep. humor. It's fine. But it, this was not funny. I, di- I just, I didn't like it. And most people I've talked to didn't. I know there are some that like it and that's fine. But the, the presumption that we just didn't get it is what really annoys me. I think I have to, um, just analyzing why I didn't, never cared for Neil Hamburger is 
if you're going to do a character like that, I have to believe in my mind that, well, if you're going to do a character like that and make me laugh, I have to believe in my heart that you as a comedian or as a person could make me laugh to start with as non-character, you know, being straight you. And the guy just doesn't seem funny to me. Yeah, there's no Andy Kaufman in there. And my Terry Bradshaw, not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it is a very Andy Kaufman slash whatever, Tony, mm-hmm. whatever. And that's, I don't even love that, but at least, I don't know, that's funnier to me than the situation. You can be doing mm. a bit and it can still be not funny. I think that's the part that we're <laughs> yes. not, yeah, people right. start realizing. Right. Like, right. He's doing a bit. Yeah, the bit is terrible. Yeah, exactly. Get it. I'm trying to come up with a. My favorite meat is hot dog. My second favorite meat is Neil Hamburger. <laughs> I, I'm a little too tired from the Twitter beef. This has been a really meat heavy uh, <laughs> really episode. Some pork, some beef. Mm-hmm. Where's the chicken? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe in the Indian food that Andrew got on his Everlane shirt, as referenced <laughs> in Friday 2648, stop zouting. Zoot? Zooting. Stop zooting at me. I'm a shout wipe guy, so this was over my head. Yes. Luke is in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, gateway to your grandparents. He <laughs> switched room from a noisy hotel room facing the street to end up in a noisy room that faces the lawn that's being mowed into a diamond cut situation. Just as he's trying to record something for Livewire, he's extremely stressed out about his many, many jobs all of which seem to be getting on top of him. He's had a bit of a week. I mean, the amount of effort and time that he exerted fighting on Twitter probably could have gone toward these other things, but who am I to know? (laughs) Um, And this is where we get that email from listener Michael. I believe at least one Michael has already come up on the Stens page to say it wasn't me. (laughs) It wasn't me. (laughs) I go by Mike. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how many more Michaels have the shaggy defense uh, as more and more people listen to this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. It derails the the first part of the episode. Um, and I just want to mention that the title of that email was big fan, but please get some therapy. <laughs> you know, my dad's name is Michael. Maybe it was him. He was really, he was defending me. <laughs> be very thoughtful. You, uh, are your parents listening to the show regularly? Yes, I think so. At least my dad is. Again, he, he tells me that I'm a little bit salty. Sorry, Dad, I love you. We wouldn't have you any <laughs> other way. And I say that because I know Mike and I both appreciate a good salty anything. Yes. Uh, Andrew does mention that he dove in on a, a Twitter beef of a different flavor uh, with a MAGA guy the, the previous night, but then deleted it because he realized that that was going to do nothing but keep him up all night. And Twitter guys, it's for fun. It's for fun. That's I like Twitter for fun or to like get news or whatever. Yeah. But it's for uh-huh. fun. I don't understand why they take it so seriously or they think they're going to make their mark. You know, there are already people that are really good at this. They're not that good at it. Just read it or and, <laughs> right. and, yeah. re- right. and don't take it so seriously. I think a difference between Facebook and Twitter too is if you want to get in a fight with someone on Facebook in a comment thread or something you realize that you're not fighting with the person who made the stupid point. You're fighting so that all the other people reading the thread will will 
either appreciate what you said or maybe you'll win over someone who's kind of in the middle. Twitter's not like that. No. You can't fight with MAGA guy and expect to change his mind no. suddenly no. or shut him up. I mean, you can't rationalize with irrational people. And that's just, you know, all you're doing is wasting your breath on Twitter. Yep. Uh, the guys have a new listener at the APM World Headquarters at the Mothership. And they're very, very excited since... Uh, Amy Wu and Stubot are all not there anymore. They're getting their numbers back up with the staff, which is uh, good. As long as Nate Toby's not listening, I think they're okay. Yeah. And as long as this listener won't snitch on them when they do something wrong, like, you know, when, when Luke reveals who won Wait Wait the day <laughs> earlier or something like that. Yeah, whatever. It's a competing network, so they don't care. Uh, Andrew, as I mentioned a moment ago, got Indian food on his favorite Everlane shirt, which is a great reason to mention Everlane. Uh, the stylish, sleek, svelte, uh, well-dressed hair No, I almost said hair suit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Andrew in fashion. Makes me want to buy Everlane all the time. Uh, the dazzling donor has the guys read Harry Potter jokes they don't understand. I'm out of my element. Were these funny? Uh, I don't... I'm also Dave knows more than I do about Harry Potter. I, I've seen the movies. I mean, I have like a vague understanding of it, but not beyond, not anything deep. I know I'm in House Gruffleberry. <laughs> I learned that from a quiz. <laughs> uh, the wrong set of hosts hosting this week to to tell you if this is yeah. funny or not. But I'm sure you'll all throw your phones at us and tell us if they were funny or not, Christy. Christy will tell us uh, tomorrow morning or Monday morning when she listens to this. If we're she right should have told us yesterday, like she did with the Kevins. That's a good point. <laughs> so hopefully they're funny. Uh, also, they're looking for New York City bagel recommendations. Essa Bagel at fifty first and third is mine. Facebook thread going actually very interesting. Everybody's chiming in with their favorites. The top story for Friday: uh, the post office is rolling out scratch and sniff popsicle stamps. Uh, which sends Luke down rem- remembering uh, Scratch and Sniff stickers, uh, something he liked because his parents were cheap or frugal, depending on how you look at it, and wouldn't buy snacks. So he had to vicariously live through the snacks of Scratch and Sniff stickers. Poor Luke. I mean, you know, I, we give him a lot of shit, obviously, deservedly so, but he really had this, like, Dickensian ch- childhood. Yeah, the... The top story here, I think, for me, is the it's it's marketing. Post office is marketing to kids yeah. who will get these stamps out of the drawer and stick them everywhere, and then you got to go buy more stamps. Yeah, th- so they'll get hooked on stamps, and then they'll never be yeah. able to quit stamps. No, I mean this is this is a I maybe that their marketing hasn't been great in the past, but give them credit now because kids kids What's love the, stickers. Like, hobby? <laughs> What's the hobby? Yes, they do. Jesus. What's the hobby of uh, like stamp collectors? It's some word that I can't pronounce. It's like philaterers, I think. (laughs) Philatelists are the people who. That's right. Uh, That all the kids, all the new, whatever they're called, Generation Z, they're all going to (laughs) be huge stamp collectors. Scratch and sniff philatelists. The thing is, the moment you scratch them, they lose 99% of their value. So what, you know, that's a, that's not something you want to collect. Stickers stress me out. Kids are obsessed Mm -hmm. with stickers and my kids always like tend to want to like, they'll have a book that has stickers in the back. And I saw Bridget like starting to put one on my 
window. I already have a fucking minivan. I'm like, do not put mm-hmm. a sticker on the window. We are not that kind of mm-hmm. car. I will not buy that. Yeah. But yeah, kids love a sticker. I have a, a razor blade and some goo gone here, and that will not stand. That aggression will not stand. No. I feel weird stand. about this because I feel like with how much of the episode we spent talking about Twitter beef, the title of the episode should have something to do with Twitter beef, but scratch and sniff philatelists. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty Leaning good. That one. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, I love stamps, and because of my fundraising and letter sending of work, I buy a lot of stamps, and I always try to buy different fun stamps. I'm not a philatelist, but I enjoy getting different stamps. And I just bought some history of hockey stamps yesterday that were very cool. Um, these are the things that I nerd out about. If only there was a podcast where I could talk <laughs> about things I nerd out about and you nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Um, <laughs> But I, I have a friend who years and years ago, we were going somewhere and his mom was in town and had packed a little, um, I, w- I was going to say lunch, but actually I think it was pop brownies in a paper bag. It's a long story. <laughs> and she taped it shut by folding it down a little bit and then putting a one cent stamp on it. And I just looked at him and I said, that, what? Why is there a stamp there? And he said, because it's it's the cheapest way to buy a hundred stickers. Mm. Is to buy a, a roll of oh. one cent stamps. That's actually, right? huh? If that's only a good there was a idea. podcast about life hacks. <laughs> that's probably half a million of their losses right off the bat because that's the only. I mean, we could if we could just get people in up into some two or three cent stickers. Exactly. You know, just crawl the price up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we could fix the problems over there. Yep. yep. Uh, with that, let's do some music for your weekend. Oh, I think it's egregious, by the way, that they did this entire conversation without using the uh, I eat stickers all the time drop from Sunny. I, how do you know? <laughs> and I've had this, I've it's had this right exact there. argument before, and I know because I know I've pulled the drop to Easter egg before on our show. Uh, music for your weekend. Andrew brings 15 to 20 by the phenomenal hand clap band, which is something that sounds like it was invented to make Mike hate it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Bluegrass. Right. Well, but it's it's uh it's hand clappy and boot stompy. I mean the phenomenal hand clap. There's band, gonna be a banjo there? Is there gonna be a banjo of there? Of course That's there is. They I actually mean. open for the uh the the mustached uh boot stompers. Luke brings Lemon Glow by Beach House and listener Alex brings Making Breakfast by Twin Peaks. All right. Housekeeping. Mike's favorite restaurant. Housekeeping. <laughs> Making a podcast in here. Is that what they call it? Um, That's just racist. <laughs> but she's busting on him. She's calling his dookie a podcast. True. All right. Buy stuff from us, please. Merchandise. We have it at 10710.com uh, forward slash shop. Uh, archive project. Ongoing. Email Christy. That's what she wants you to do for that. You can uh, buy stuff from Amazon and we get uh, money from it. And it was a pretty good amount last year. And it helped us operate just in a slight amount of debt instead of a lot of debt. So um, do that. Uh, LittleRedBandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. This week has me (laughs) doubting myself. Or last week has me doubting myself. 
earbuds and earworms um this week it is not uh, listener submissions it is uh co-host mitchell manley versus uh craig shoals listener craig shoals as to who has the superior taste in music and i'm going to go ahead and call it for my man mitchell manley because uh i've nicknamed craig shoals in the past the least interesting man in the world so i can't imagine his music is going to be much <laughs> to write home about Tough stuff. Um, all right, get involved, you guys. Uh, LittleRedBandwagon.com uh, and also ThrowYourPhone.com, which has been uh, very, very, very important uh, this week. I think it will grow in importance. Get, send it to Throw Your Phone. Don't email the guys. They don't take criticism well. No. It doesn't work. Um, uh, also, find us on Facebook. Uh, show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 8285. And with that, Bobby, why don't you get us out of here? Absolutely. Especially because the windows are open here. A train whistle just went off in the background. <laughs> and I believe... Someone score a goal in the playoffs <laughs> over there? <laughs> the neighbor's going to start mowing his lawn into an intricate ruby pattern any minute. So, right. until next time, <laughs> this is the next party. Oh, we love you, Jen, and we, we missed you this week. Nailed it.
Philatelist.